Hello, this is Jeremy. Welcome to episode two of Jeremy's Place. Um, this is the place where you get to hear my intrusive thoughts and all my talking points that I have on my little note card that I wrote just like 10 minutes ago. Um, this week has been very hectic, but kind of good. So let me explain. Uh, it snowed. There's like a like a cold front that had has just went in. I live in Texas, and if anybody knows, last year Texas was hit with a similar cold front, but a lot of people weren't ready for it. The electric companies weren't ready for it. I, there's a bunch of excuses, but I'm assuming that it's much better now. I didn't hear that much about it, but people were kind of scared. And this cold front caused my college to close for the week. And now I got a lot of time most of this week. And I just spent it just playing games, doing, doing that sort of thing, talking to friends. Anything that you'd assume that I'd do or like a random college student would do with all this newfound free time. And uh, so since I've only been playing games, I guess that's really what I'm going to talk about. My first uh, thing I want to talk about is uh, the mobile game I got. So I have never really been that big of a fan of mobile games. And that's because I used to be a very big fan or should I say, whenever I had an iPod and I was in middle school and uh, all my other classmates had phones and they were talking to other people, and I didn't have those services, so I didn't really have connections with many of my older, uh, uh, all my older friends from back in middle school and elementary. I used to just have my iPod and I'd download a bunch of games on it and I'd be a really uh, big mobile gamer and that's a term that people don't really think about as like an actual gamer which is kind of silly but it doesn't really matter because I was into a lot of things if I'm on my uh, what is it the app store what is it called the play store I always get it confused. I always mix up the two names. Uh, I got an Android, so that means I have the Play Store. Yeah. And there's a lot of apps. The app that I got, or should I say the game that I got, it's called Dragon City. So Dragon City is a breeding game where you breed dragons of different different elements and you get better element dragons and then you get cooler rare dragons like i recently just got a dragon called the the jewel dragon my first legendary Ugh, there's a lot of ranks and the jewel dragon is a legendary the only thing better than a legendary is a heroic dragon but those are super rare uh, eh, anyways, uh, what I wanted to talk about is that I used to play a game like this called Dragon Veil, kind of the original dragon breeding game. So if anybody knows Dragon Veil, uh, 
it's not that different from Dragon City. It's how it starts is you have a dragon. Probably, I think it's a fire, maybe a fire dragon. And then you get a fire habitat, which you just place down. And you put that fire dragon in it, and then you buy another dragon with an, their own habitat. So probably an earth one. Or maybe it's uh, like a nature dragon. But you then have like a breeding spot where you pick two dragons that you own. And it takes a certain amount of time. So since it's a mobile game, uh, a very understandable trend in mobile games. Well, I say it's understandable it's just that I understand that this is a thing that mobile games have. Not that I actually like it. Is that they put a lot of time-based uh, mechanics into a game. So people, a lot of people play Clash of Clans. And it takes a super long time to uh, get stuff in that game. Because time is a big deal in that game. In this game, it's very similar whenever you want to upgrade any of your habitats or buildings or you want to breed a dragon together it takes time to breed and then once it's done it gives you an egg and the egg looks really cool and it tells you oh this egg looks like this so this is the plankton dragon or something and it would take like a certain amount of time in the beginning for all these breeding games they take like barely any time, like 30 seconds. And then it jumps up to like a minute and then to five minutes and then all the way up to 30 minutes. And then it gets even more crazy where like all these more rare dragons take like 48 hours to finish, which is really crazy. Uh, I know it's like, it's basically how mobile games operate. They'll implement a premium currency that you get with real money. And then you can use it to speed up everything or get your upgrades quicker or just to buy other resources that are in the game. And I mean, yeah, that's how most mobile games work. Uh, and let me preface, I don't like that, but I've lived with it like my whole life, so I can't really complain because uh, I've just been so complacent in like playing all these games and I feel like that's why I just kind of distanced myself and stopped playing I mean if I really wanted to I could probably with this computer science degree make my own game I mean I got I got the necessary skills guys I have uh, a little bit of computer science knowledge I doodle a lot and I mess with like online art so i can draw not the most realistic things but maybe something cartoony i could do that so maybe i can combine those skills together and make something which i actually have tried to do a few times i just i lose sight of the goal it's kind of depressing anyways let me go on to talk about uh dragon city some more uh I've, I've made a lot of progress, and the thing about Dragon Veil, vale, which was the previous game that I used to play all the time, I made the most progress. I was doing the most, and I didn't pay anything to get to there, so I, I had all the best uh, dragons, and I was just, like, killing it, 
but then I kind of reached a point where I couldn't really do anything. It got boring. Like I've basically got everything that I could and I was winning. I was the winner and there was no challenge anymore. And there was never really any challenge. It was just, I spent enough time to get to a point where I was doing the best, like the best. And, uh, I lost interest and I stopped and that was on my little iPod. And since I don't have that account anymore and it's been years and years, um, I lost all that progress, but the memories stay with me. And I mean, that's important. It's important to me. And I have a fondness for breeding games. That's why I downloaded Dragon City. Um, oh, man, like it, I know it's not really that beneficial to me. It's just like a time waster, really. Like I go in there, collect little food items or gold and upgrade and do whatever until I can't really do anything. And then I hop out and that takes like a minute. And I mean, I used to play other games. So another game that had a lot of time, which I already said, Clash of Clans. I know there's Clash Royale as well. I got into that a little bit, but not really. I never really got that far in it. Uh, unlike other people like at my school, who would do that they would get um really far ahead because they'd be very consistent with it which i just couldn't do uh, there i don't know if i've said this already but i don't really like competitive games because i'm just usually kind of bad at them so i just don't play them um i mean that's also good for me maybe it's a little bit healthy i know it can be a little bit toxic sometimes playing a competitive game uh, whenever I do play competitive games, I do it just to mess around and just have a good time, which is at the detriment to all of my teammates, but I don't really care. And I, I'm okay with being a horrible person in their eyes, um, just to have some fun. Uh, another, uh, mobile game that I was really into, it's a tower defense, uh, game, so there's two tower defense games that I really like, and they have a huge line of games. So there's Kingdom Rush, and that one's pretty cool. You get like a soldier, uh, a archer, a mage, and like a cannon uh, like tower. And you have a bunch of slots that you put them down in, and you fight off waves and you can upgrade them. Uh, Balloons Tower Defense is the other one, and that one's also really good. You get little monkeys, and they have these cute little classes, and then you have like a little banana farm, and the banana farm is to passively get money, and then you have your uh, little monkeys popping balloons, and that'll give you money as well to get upgrades. And I really like Tower Defense games. I still like them. I don't really play them. But there's no really, there's really no resentment towards them like anything else that I've played. Um, uh, key ones being uh, time wasting mobile games and uh, competitive games. Uh, both of them, there's a little bit of resentment. Don't really like all both of them like a hundred percent. 
but tower defense games are pretty fun. They're like, they're very passive. You just plop things down and there's some strategy to it. I could, you could say there's strategy to it. There's strategy to all the other games, but it's, it's easier because like a competitive game, like Counter-Strike or something, you actually need to be good at aiming and I'm horrible at aiming. I get like really shaky whenever I'm excited. Like, I mean, I've been commented on this by, like, even random people, not even my friends. My friends get it. I mean, whenever I do play competitive games, which I barely do anymore, we're, like, always at the lowest ranks, and we're just goofing off, and it's really fun. Like, messing with people sometimes, but I never really... I've never been good at aiming in, like, first-person shooters. Neither have I tried i mean i've tried sometime i think whenever valorant first came out i was like oh new game new me and that didn't pan out um i mean i do appreciate the hero system in that game that was fun i forget who i played a lot um maybe cypher or um brimstone i think those were the ones i played uh i let my friends play the classes that monopolize on getting kills so uh there's that one character who can shoot like blinding orbs into the sky and uh uh become like overpowered with their ult i don't i don't remember that character's name but it doesn't really matter to me um so over time i guess i've just lost my passion for mobile games I don't know when this was probably in high school, like at the very beginning, I just stopped and it was probably because there was better forms of entertainment that I could get my hands onto. So early on, uh, I feel like the progression of, I guess my gaming journey. So I guess this could be a topic I talk about. So let me talk about my gaming journey. So it started out like, I think with, um i had a game boy or my brother had a game boy and i mean we'd share it and we'd have uh pokemon games and pokemon i'd play a lot and i mean whenever i first played it since i was so young i didn't even know there was such thing as a save option so i'd play it and then uh whenever i'd get off i'd have to start over again it was really silly but I mean, auto-saving would have saved me a lot back then. So good thing that's a thing now. Um, after that, I remember it was like maybe the holidays one time and my uh, family got me a iPod for the first time. It was like, I think we originally had like these really like old like iPods. I can't even remember how it is, but it's the ones with like the circular thing in the middle. And I think it was mainly for playing music. And it had a tall a, a tiny little screen and I would play like those weird like very small like games you'd find on like Cool Math or something. So there's the one where you uh played like uh like 
ping pong with a ball where it'd go up and there'd be a bunch of blocks at the top and they'd bounce off of it and you'd have to like line up your little block at the bottom to reflect it. You kept on doing that. I I played games like that. And that was that's really early, like way early. And with these new iPods, I could finally delve into the app store and get all the games. Oh, there's a game that came to my mind. Um, I think it's called, uh, um, what is it? Jetpack Joyride. That's it. I love that game. Endless Runner games. I was super into. Nobody really does really good ones anymore. Like whenever Temple Run came out. So if, if y'all know Temple Run, it's like you're, you got an artifact Indiana Jones style and you have to run through this massive uh, like swamp area. I know there's a Temple Run too that like kind of mixes stuff up, but it was basically just the swamp, I think. And you'd keep on running and you'd have to dodge optical obstacles by swiping your character to the side swiping them up to jump swiping them down to slide and if you got hit um the like these monkey creatures would appear at the bottom of your screen like indicating that they're getting closer and if you fail they catch you and then you fail the run but tempo run would uh be really crazy because my brother was pretty good at it so there's a really cool thing where um, there'd be uh, after you reach certain distances, there's two like check marks or checkpoints that give you new coins that you can collect while running. So there's the normal like gold coins, but then there's like a blue and a red version, which are like, oh, this is these are this collecting. This is five coins for every coin. And then this one's 10 coins for every coins. Something like that. And my brother would be able to get up to those. And I would only be able to like barely get to the blue ones, I think. I think the blue ones were the second one you'd find. Um, and like I'd look at my brother's iPod and he'd have... You could get different skins. So like, oh, an Indiana Jones looking one. Or like a, like a footballer one. I think there was a basketballer one as well. I think the footballer one was the most expensive one, and my brother got that one. And, I mean, it was arguably the coolest skin you could get. I, I think that was the first time I ever, like, saw skins in a game, which is uh, a temple run. But after that little thing with, like, Jetpack Joyride... Jetpack Joyride was pretty good. It was a little bit different since it was a side-scroller instead of, like kind of a 3d run running infinite runner game i know i also in middle school got really into so there's this spider-man infinite runner that i think stopped being released like they shut down the servers and took the app uh the thing off the app store i got or the the app off the app store and it was probably when i got really good at at like uh infinite runners and Spider-Man was literally the best one because not only was there way more uh, challenge to it, but also uh, 
it, it was really cool. They change up the scenery and also you'd encounter villains. And once there's like, I think a fixed amount of like distance you have to run and you'll hit a villain and you fight him while doing the infinite runner. And that's really cool. Um, so like, I think Vulture was the first one you'd fight. There's also like Mysterio and then further down on the line, you get the cooler, uh, villains like Venom. And I was really into that game and I wanted to collect all the Spider-Man suits. Cause I was really into whenever a Spider-Man game came out, they always have skins so you could have different suits. And it's literally like my favorite thing ever where you literally, you work and you can unlock yourself some skins. And as you can tell from what I'm saying, I'm not a fan of skins that you can purchase. I really do enjoy whenever I can put some work into something and I can unlock a skin for free because it feels like you earned it. Um, anyways, that, that's my commentary on modern skins and microtransactions. I think mobile games slowly faded out for me. I was, I think in middle school, like at the end of it, I would just like download random things that were popular and they, they would be like roguelikes and, uh, um, like Clash Royale. I don't remember when that came out. Maybe that was in high school for me. I can't really think about it um, without like thinking of anything. I can't think of anything for that. Anyways, I just stopped playing uh, mobile and I started using uh, other devices that I'd get. I forget when I got my Xbox 360, but one of the games... I was really into which I feel like everyone should be into if they had an Xbox 360 was Halo and Halo was really fun or Halo 3 I should say because that was the one I got and I played it with my brother and it was very fun just like the whole entire aesthetic I was like whoa I gotta be a cool marine like suited like superhero type guy and I get a uh, gun down aliens that are bad that was my that was, that was that was me back in like middle school and then i also got i think a ps3 i don't know when so i was lucky i got both of those and the ps3 had a bunch of games my brother was really into like little big planet little big planet uh i think is where my brother got interested in making games because they have a whole entire like creator system where you can create your own maps and also they have um actual coding like visual coding in there so you can do a bunch and it mimics making a game my brother was really into it but i wasn't however it was really it was really fun to just like hop into one of the worlds my brother made and just play it he was really into Spider-Man. Like, you could make your own skins if you're creative enough. So he'd create, like, all the different suits for Spider-Man. And he'd make worlds for each Spider-Man, which was really cool. Um, so, PS3, Xbox 360. I know I had a... Uh, there was the time whenever uh, I finally started getting onto my computer. 
and that was i don't even know when maybe middle school as well but like later i think the xbox and the ps3 were like elementary like late elementary and then i would get on and play minecraft my brother was like hey check out this game we got um interestingly enough uh our old neighbors uh the son in that family gave us his cousin's account i'm not gonna say the name of it but uh we were like okay thanks so he gave us the account details so we could log in and play and there was like uh they'd we'd get onto servers and play and all these servers were very old looking like i remember there was this really popular server back in the day before hypixel was the king of all servers it was like it was literally just a server on a flat world and you'd have a bunch of these like decorated uh nether portals and they'd go to different um mini games basically and <laughs> it, it wasn't that amazing but at the time i was like man this minecraft thing is the best and i played minecraft really early on like before it even got onto xbox i remember whenever it first got onto xbox and then there's just this huge craze of all the kids being like oh i want to play minecraft but i'd like to say that i was one of the true minecraft fans before it became popular i'm so hip and cool anyways eventually we got our own account for minecraft and that's what we kept for however long my brother doesn't use it but i still use it i've changed the name so many times um and then i think so the key moment for me whenever i kind of fully became a computer gamer because i'd still play on like the xbox one uh whenever that came out and the ps4 whenever that came out but the true thing that happened was i had a certain friend uh that arrived from a different state and i became friends with him and he he was really into team fortress 2 and i was like okay i'll play it i remember getting my uh steam account for the first time and being like whoa what's this steam thing it's so weird and uh uh my first thing I got was Team Fortress 2 and we'd play that a lot and it'd be that and then uh, 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 Minecraft and both of those games would be the main games. I had another friend who would play uh, Minecraft with us and he stopped playing with us. I lost contact with him at some point but it'd just be me and this friend and then we'd delve into other games on Steam. So I think I don't remember the first game I bought, but I think it might either be CSGO or Gary's mod, but I got both of those games early on and we would hop into Gary's mod and play dark RP like a lot. And we wouldn't actually like, so dark RP is just like a game mode where you role play and there'd be like 
people who create bases and they try to generate money uh, through illegal means. And then you could go and buy guns from like a gun dealer, which is literally just someone role playing as a gun dealer. And then you'd have the staff, they'd go around and depend, all the servers were a little bit different, but how we'd act would stay the same throughout it. We would do a lot of trolling. We were, uh, we did a little bit, we did a little bit of trolling. That's my horrible Trump impression. Um, we, uh, we would get ourselves banned from like every server just by specifically finding one person that we don't like, like maybe they were just being an A or, uh, they were just like, they would react a lot. So it'd just be really funny and they'd get mad at us. We'd keep on messing with them and like some, some servers you can't like get a weapon cause it's really expensive. So if we just hop on, we're like, okay, we're just going to apply for like a police officer role. We were literally RPing as like police brutality people. We were like officers who committed police brutality and dark RP. So we just like chase people like one person down and keep on like, uh, uh, killing them. And whenever they respond, they get really mad. And then we would do it again and it would be a cycle until they report us. And whenever the mod comes in, we act all oblivious. And then sometimes we get away with it and we continue until uh, we do something. Uh, th this guy just keeps on reporting until it's like, okay, uh, we're a menace. And then we get banned for like a month or something from each server. And that was fun for a time. I got really into that. And then I think... Uh, at some point, I kind of just stopped playing uh, anything from my other uh, like consoles and that sort. I also had Nintendo, but that wasn't really that big for me. Um, but I uh, I just got really into it. So like, as time to pass, more and more games were becoming available. Steam was a very enticing platform because they had deals uh, like during holidays and then you could just buy a bunch of games for the little money that you had. And that's what I do until basically now. And that's kind of the gaming journey. And I mean, it's still fun. I like I like the PC. The PC has a lot of stuff. But, you know, right now, I'm looking at a PS5, and I'm like, really? and I really want it, because there's so many games that I want to play. Like, I'm re I got really, I think it was in maybe, I forget which year in high school, but it was the time I was finally like, oh, look at this game. What is this game? Oh, it's called Dark Souls? That's crazy. And I got... I looked at this game and I was like, okay, well, I can't afford it. So I'll do something that shall not be named. And I got the game. And then, uh, hypothetically, I got the game. And then I played it. I played through the whole thing. And uh, it was actually initially I played a playthrough and it was really hard. And I couldn't get through it. So I stopped. Uh, but then I was able to 
come back like a month later and I was able to beat it and Dark Souls was so fun and then I bought two and three and because there was a sale going on so I just bought both of them with the DLC and I, I played both of them in order and I became a super big Dark Souls fan like I'd try to recommend it to a bunch of my friends and like no one would uh play it i have one friend who was able to get into it and he really likes it um but i was really into dark souls um i would play it and then i do replays of it i went for so i think it was the last year of high school but i decided to do something that i saw on reddit where these people would post like pictures of their achievements and they'd show that they got all the achievements for all the Dark Souls games. And I was like, ooh, I wanted to do that. Like I was addicted and I, I put myself through like hell just to get all the achievements. And it's really difficult. Dark Souls 1, I went through three playthroughs. You don't need three play playthroughs, but... I wanted to go and use a, uh, uh, whenever I went back to play to get the achievements, I used an older character, uh, to get it. And he was already on new game plus. So, uh, I, it takes a lot to get, um, all the achievements. And then dark souls, uh, two was also pretty hard. It just took like a really long time. Out of all the items, the sundial or the sun metals, whatever they're called, they're like the worst because they require either to find special mobs that have a very small, small, small chance of dropping the sun metals, or uh, you need to go and assist people in fighting bosses, which it's not going to happen as much in the older games. So Dark Souls 2 is much harder to do so. But I was able to do that for uh, Dark Souls 3. And these sun medals are for like a certain like faction in the game. And you need it because that faction has a miracle that you really need. Um, or like a late game miracle. Um, which is like a spell basically. Anyways, I went through that, that, and then Dark Souls 3. And... Man, I went through... Dark Souls 3 has a very particular thing where, like, you have to go and get all the different types of rings. So there's a ring, there's a ring plus one, a ring plus two, or a ring plus three, and you have to get each version of it. Which is... Which means you have to go through a bunch of different, um... Playthroughs to get them. And that one took the least amount of time, but man, after I did that, I felt so accomplished. I was so relieved. And then I was crazy enough to do that for Sekiro whenever that came out. Well, not whenever that came out. I think it came out... I did the uh, the achievement uh, run like after Sekiro came out. Like, after I already beat it. In Sekiro, I already got like a bunch of uh, achievements. I think the last achievement for Sekiro um, was probably uh, one that required me to get all the upgrades for... Uh, all, all the, like the combat art upgrades, which took a really long time because you'd because leveling was like gets really slow 
and you need all these skill points to get all the upgrades anyways I did a lot and it was it was very tiring um let me uh let me think let, let me just say that you shouldn't do what I did uh trying to get all the achievements on like the whole entire souls series is like a really bad idea because it just wastes so much time like I could have been doing so much other stuff but I did that and I was proud of it like it was a lot of work that I put into it uh but I wouldn't do it again if I had the chance if I could if I went back in time I wouldn't do it but knowing that I could do it that's a good that's a good thought in my mind um anyways so my gaming story over um i guess i can talk about what i've been into right now so i think last episode i talked about terraria and i'm playing it modded and it's fun i don't play it that often it's kind of like a slow burn type thing because uh i don't really get on that much with my friends because we have like school and that sort and other things that we have to do now that we're older what a pain it really sucks whenever you leave uh, high school because you have to do more. Anyways, I mean, I don't really do as much as like some people that I know, but you definitely have to do more. And uh, I should say that Skyrim is what I've been playing. So Skyrim, uh, Skyrim is like a fantasy game. Most people who are gamers know about it. Uh, it's a super long game if you want to do like a bunch of the content. You want to play the main story, uh, like all the faction stories, um, all the DLC, maybe all the like uh, side quests that you can find throughout the open world. It can take a really long time. But this is like a replay of it, and I've been really enjoying it. I've just kind of, I've also been doing what I've been doing with Terraria, where it's like you just casually play don't like stress about it too much and it's been it's been a pleasure skyrim is uh uh a very good game i mean like it's not contested it's it's a good game and i mean w whenever i was playing all the previous games in this series so you have uh i think it's arena daggerfall Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. I didn't play Arena or Daggerfall because those were way too old and I really didn't want to play those. So I started at Morrowind. And you can see like kind of the evolution of the games as you play, like things that they slowly took out. And it's kind of weird because there'd be things I'd want to use, like maybe I finish a playthrough for Morrowind and I'm like, okay, in Oblivion, I want to use these things. And then whenever you go and play that game, things have changed and there's certain things that, that that aren't there anymore so like spells in that sort um or mechanics and you're just like oh shoot i wanted to use these but i can't anymore that's crazy and they do a lot of cutting especially for like ma like magic and spells so th there's like a lot of stuff that was cut it was very fine-tuned uh 
they kind of stripped the fat instead of like I don't know like working it out and turning it into muscle something like I don't know if that's a good term but like if there was a mechanic that could be exploited a lot of the times like if it was a magic item they just remove it and then instead of like try to improve it or like quality of life it or just fix it in general and I mean I learned about all this stuff through playing but also I would watch a bunch of these long like analytical videos of them they're like retrospectives but they're like I don't know why but uh there's a I forget the youtuber's name but he does like super super long videos that are just they just go over everything about the game and I've watched the two that he's released for uh Morrowind and Oblivion Morrowind was like seven or eight hours and uh Oblivion had a video that he created which was I think maybe 12 hours maybe 11 so I watched it in parts because there's no way you can do it any other way and it was it's really enjoyable you learn like everything he goes over like so much like the stories of every factions mechanics um even sound and music he goes over dlc like just major problems that the game has faced or like changes from the previous games and they're super long and they're very informative which is much appreciated uh they really let you know like the evolution that the games have made and it makes me want to like think what about the future games so i know that a elden ring or not an elden an elder scrolls game has been announced uh there was like a small little teaser thing even though i'm pretty sure they're like not even that far into pre-production anyways it makes me want to think about like how how are they going to make it new like new area of course yes a new story but like mechanics wise like what spells are going to be added or removed is there anything that's going to affect the game based off the location uh are they gonna so a lot of the older games uh they're like a little bit more real and a little bit more grimy like in Morrowind, uh, uh, they explain what Cyrodiil is like. And Cyrodiil is what takes... That's the location... That's the continent you're on. Or not the continent. The uh, That's the... Uh, I guess the country you're in uh, during... Whenever you're playing Oblivion. And they say that like... Cyrodiil is like... A, fun, a bunch of like these Imperials and they're a little bit racist. There's a lot of tensions between people and there's like the capital, which is like, like crazy huge and bustling and like, it, it's very interesting. And this is the stuff I, uh, t uh, picked up from these long analysis videos. And then whenever you play Oblivion, they try to make it very like serene and happy like all the colors in the world are very uh very bright and everyone's happy and there's not like it's not at all how it's described in the older game so it's like hopefully for a future game in an area 
it would maybe be more attached to how it's described in all the previous games. Especially now, since there's been multiple games that have probably uh, had information written about each country, like a lot of information about each country. So there should be a lot to go off of. Plus, there's the uh, online Elder Scrolls game, which uh, definitely should influence uh, uh, how the next game uh, appears, I guess. So maybe that's my main hope. Make it more, uh, make a story or a place that's more real feeling. And then if there's any spells uh, that were bad, or any mechanics that were bad, instead of removing them, it would be good if they were like improved upon, like fixed and made to operate well. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't know specifics on how to do so, how to do those two points, but that's really what I think should be done um, for the next game, because it's in pre-production shouldn't be too far along i mean obviously this is i don't even know if the first episode has got any views but i feel like um if it, if this if i could say anything and it would definitely be heard by the people who are making the next elder scrolls bethesda i hope they'd hear those two points and i don't know how they do it but i hope they do it um so summarize uh Make it make the world the the location real, the world real, the story feel real. Um, I mean, even if it's in a fantasy setting, I feel like the people who make these fantasy games know what I mean by make it feel real. And then uh, also, like, uh, don't remove mechanics. Try to fix them because removing them is kind of like a cop out. Um, <clears throat> wow, that was a lot. I talked about like mobile games and my game evolution and what I've been playing now. It's like a whole timeline. Anyways, uh, I'm done with talking about games. It's just that that's the only thing I've really been doing this week since school has been canceled. Uh, since all the snow has, uh, uh, forced the campus to close. Anyways, I think I'd like to talk about school instead. Because the one thing that school causes me to have is a lot of anxiety. And it's because... It, I don't know if these are like good like arguments to talk about. But I deal with like a little bit of procrastination which I try to uh, combat sometimes. So if I can, and if I really am up to it, I'll like do like assignments early, but I just, I'd rather do be doing other things like playing games, it feels like. And I feel like it might be because these classes aren't as, they're not like interesting classes. They're not things I want to know about. I mean like, my core class which is biology like i feel like that's probably the most interesting thing like i'm not that interested in my other classes even though they're required and 
some of them are part of my core some of them are part of my major um i feel like they're not really doing it for me so there's just less it feels less less of a drive less of an incentive to get my work done so i usually put it off till like the last or one day before and i just do it all that day and it might not be good for my uh, mental health but uh, that's just how I operate and how I feel about that. I mean, that the whole reason why I have my schedule operating how it is, where, like, I barely go. Like, I only have three days that I have to be in campus. That's how I set it up. And that was only made possible by making one of my classes online, and making one of my classes, like, one class that's, like, three hours long. And that means I'd have to, like... I don't have to go outside as much. I don't have to do stuff. I don't have to get ready for things as much. Uh, I can stay inside more and like focus on me, focus on other things instead of like all these like secondary objectives. Um, uh, like it, you, you sometimes you just get this feeling of wanting to be able to go back in time so i get this where i wish i could just choose the path that i want to choose now and then like whenever i'm satisfied i could click a reset button and it takes me all the way back to like the beginning of like maybe like the very end of uh, uh high school and then i could do everything different and see how that outcome is uh, but I mean, that's not a possibility, but I really wish it was because I've, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh man, I don't know if this pathway would be the best for me. I don't know. Like, I think I'd like this the most, um, which I genuinely do think that computer science would be like a good way to go, but there's all these other options that are equally as good. I mean, there's people who don't see any options at all, and that's why they choose like the military, or maybe just like a like a laboring job. But if you can see yourself in multiple like places, uh, saying like, "Oh, if I put enough work, I could see myself here. Oh, if I if I chose to be more into this, I could probably do this." So you're like, "Oh, wow, I." can do all these things i can probably do all these things but i can only pick one and that's super frustrating i don't know if anybody else feels that but uh that's one of the that's actually the biggest thing that causes anxiety it's like maybe i could choose i want to choose something that makes me happy and also an obvious thing i want something that will give me a lot of money and then obviously i want uh just to choose the best route possible like if it, if life was a game what would be like the most optimized path uh like for me so i'm not that strong of like a studier so i know that my most optimized path won't probably be in like a doctor field uh where i like help people um 
but I am very, uh, I feel like I got a creative brain and I, I think that doing computer science, because I, I've, I've witnessed computer science from my brother. Like he's already gone through college. He's, uh, he's got his degree already and it's like, oh, okay. This is a viable path. I've seen how it goes. I wish I could, uh, like it's safe. That's what it is. So I know that it's a, it's a, it's one of those optional paths that I'm given, but since I know a lot more about it, like, th like through my brother, uh, it's the path I chose because like, I feel more confident in the decision because like, yeah, I can see myself doing computer science. And I also see that my brother has already went through this whole, uh, college deal. So it's like, okay, this is what he went through for this major. And I know that all the other majors go through different things. Maybe they're a little bit similar, but I know they're usually a lot different. And I didn't get to see somebody go through them. Like I haven't seen like the step-by-step -step things like I have with this one major. And that's probably the biggest factor in why I chose this. And it's because there's some like more confidence behind it. I mean, usually there's people who say they can't, uh, they don't know what they want to get into. And I feel like it might actually be because there's just too many options and they're not really shown like they're not given any confidence in like all of them or like any of the options. So they kind of are left there to like see, like, uh, maybe this would be good. This would be good. They kind of have to go in blind, uh, with whatever decision they choose, or if they're lucky enough and they get enough, like kind of information about a certain major. So maybe let's say, I don't know, like a lot of people have engineers as parents, so they'll do engineering because they know that what their parents have gone through, their parents probably told them about it. So they're, they go into it as well. And that's basically how I'm doing it. But so if I hear my brother's side, which is computer science and my parents side, which is engineering, those are two options that I have the most confidence in like choosing because I know through other people what it's going to be like. So I chose computer science because I think that's going to be the better path for me. But to go back, I know that I have all these options and I wish, I just so wish I could know like the, like which, like all these different paths and how they'd be if I were to do them. And I don't know if schools actually like, like fully communicate like these things that I wonder about. I mean, I know like, Oh, med school, if you're doing like a medical like pathway, but it's like, that's, I feel like that might not be good enough for me. Like I need more information about that to feel, to feel as confident as I am in other, uh, pathways. Well, I've ran, I've rambled on about this and that's my school anxiety right there. It's just frustrating. And 
If anybody has listened, oh, by the way, if anybody has listened to the previous, uh, um, the previous episode, uh, it might definitely be a different tone because the first one, I was maybe a little bit shy, a little bit nervous, probably, probably still a little bit of those, but it's like, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do with this podcast and I feel like I might be like, uh, finding that what I actually want to do, which is kind of like talk about my week and that's really it. And just throw out like opinions about topics that I have talked about. And I know my slogan has me saying like, oh, this is where I talk about my intrusive thoughts, which obviously aren't really intrusive. Uh, I don't really have many intrusive thoughts. I just have like just opinions about the world. And I mean, that's the whole reason I uh, created this podcast in the first place. Also because my mom thought it'd be a good idea. Um, I didn't actually do it on a whim, which I think I went on about like a lot at the beginning of the podcast, uh, last episode, which was kind of cringe of me. Uh, I will admit that, but it's just hard. It's just hard living as a, as a college student, someone like everyone probably faces the same things. Everyone deals with them differently. Uh, it's life is complex. I feel like, uh, which everyone knows that. Um, but all we can do is keep on going and, uh, hope for the best. And I hope, uh, the best for all of y'all as well, because I have reached the end of my topics, which means that you have reached the end of this episode. So I hope you guys, uh, have a good, have a good day. Go to sleep if it's late. Eat some food if you're hungry. Uh, continue studying or continue grinding out a game or whatever. Just keep on doing whatever you need to do to continue life. Like, just keep on going. So anyways, uh, that's it. So see you in the next episode. Bye.